Welcome to the Gospel Lifeline Podcast. My name is Neil Grogan. I'm here with Matt Statler. And we are, man, elders in two different local churches who are passionate about the gospel and the go- how the gospel applies to every aspect of life. Um, Matt, what do you think about the gospel? Man, you know, the gospel is transformative. It um, not only saves us in the future, but it saves us in the now. Um, and we are transformed by the gospel. Right. So what what was our heart behind starting this podcast? Obviously, if you're listening, this is the very first episode of the Gospel Lifeline. And uh, man, something has to cause something like this to start, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so it really started with two dudes with beards and tattoos wanting to talk about the gospel. Um, uh, but we're also veterans and we've experienced a lot of the, um, this, the horribleness of life, the, the evil that this world has to offer. And and both of us have been, uh, deployed. We've been to war. We've been, um, chewed up and spit out really. And then as we returned and we were trying to mend ourselves, we recognized um, that we were inadequate, and we were we were thrown into the system, the VA system, um, the military health system, as they sought to apply some form of care to us, um, and, and we found out that it was insufficient. And yeah. I think both Neil and I have a testimony towards that. Yeah, and I will say, like, man, all of those uh, health professionals and secular clinicians, man, we're, we're grateful for their hearts and what they're trying to do. Um, it matters. Right. But what we found was that there was a ceiling, right? There was only so much that, man, we could really get helped with that. There was something, uh, wrong that was going on with the heart and that, man, there's only one true, um, healing for the heart. And that comes through the, the good news of Jesus Christ and the work of, Christ and his word upon our hearts, um, through the spirit of God. Right. So, man, I w I want to just kick in just kind of like, uh, man, maybe what your experience has been towards applying that gospel to your life, how it changed you, how it mattered to you. Um, because we know, right. The world and its wisdom is going to tell you to do a lot of things, right. Follow your heart, whatever makes you happy, do those things, right. Take these meds and we'll, you know, we'll send you on your way, try out these different, you know, uh, avenues of, of medicine that the world says will fix you. Right. And man, what was your experience in that? Um, and how was, applying God's word and the gospel of Jesus Christ different? How, what did it do that was different in you? Yeah. I mean, my, my story is, is long and complicated as, as everybody else's is. Um, but I grew up in a missionary kid family. I knew the gospel. I knew God well. Um, I would say that maybe I lacked a lot of more experiential understanding of what the gospel is. But I deployed um, quickly after high school. I joined the army. Um, I wanted to to fight. I wanted to be in the fight, and so I joined the military. Um, joined the army, became a scout, and deployed four times um, over. So about forty five months total of deploy time, um, That's give a lot or of take. Time. 
that's a lot of time. And it was within an eight year span of time as well. So it was every other year I was, I was hitting the ground, um, um, to Iraq. And that was, that's, that's the time frame from 2004 onward. And we know what happened, all, you know, in Iraq during those times. And so I experienced a lot of the uh, horrors of war, but ultimately, um, my heart was becoming harder and harder. And I was self-medicating with NyQuil and alcohol when I was back in the States. Um, my dad died of cancer during my first deployment. Um, I lost friends and I just really went off the deep end and, and sought to soothe my soul through my own powers and my own abilities. Um, and really it just started becoming more and more of a train wreck. And so, uh, so near the end of my time, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, so you're saying that not only were you enduring things like warfare, right. And, and all of the trauma that that produces, right. From losing friends to, um, you know, I know you were a ground, uh, guy, right. So you're having to engage in actual physical combat, right. Where life is the currency here. Right. So there's that element, right. But at the same time, right. You said your dad died of cancer. So these things are multifaceted, right. There's a, there's Absolutely. a lot of different things we're enduring and different hardships that are going on, at least in your life. Right. Absolutely. And, and if you look at, if you study, um, trauma or you study suffering, you, you can tell that there are compounding factors, um, how we respond, how our heart responds. And for me, it was the external stress of combat, the internal stress of taking lives and being responsible. Um, and then also my own foolish decisions and my own foolish directions and, and, and how I interpreted what was happening to me. Um, all played a factor in my emotional, my uh, my response, and eventually my physical, because we know that our emotions do affect our physical um, nature. And so, as as I was coming to an end of my time in the military, um, because of all these struggles, my wife was telling me to go get um, to see the doctor, and so I did. And and the the psychiatrist there, he. He talked to me a bit and then he diagnosed me with um, a bunch of those letters, uh, bipolar and uh, PTSD, C, and all those old fun words that they throw at you. And um, said, hey, yeah, and you're getting uh, medically retired for this. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. And so my life was so now kind you of can't do your job week. anymore, right? Right. Can't do my job. And, and that's what I live for. That's what I wanted to do my whole life. And uh, man, I was devastated. But I went to college and started you know, trying to put on a happy face about that. And as I was going through college, uh, I was get, seeing the VA for uh, with medicine. I was seeing them for therapy, um, all the treatment plans possible they were throwing at me. Um, and I was willing to take it because I wanted to get better. And uh, as I was going through all that stuff, um, I I just, I kept having this, um, the same problems. I became more and more self-centered, right? Cause it's all about me now. It's like, I did my time. So it's all me. And I didn't, I didn't care about anybody else. And so God, uh, God used his word, uh, through the writings of, of Tim Keller, a pastor, uh, who wrote a book on prayer. And I started doing that. I started getting into the Psalms and I started seeing in the Psalms, um, my heart responses to life. I started seeing how David cried out in his pain and suffering, but he didn't just cry out. He cried out to God. And I said, man, do I know God well enough to be willing 
to cry out to him like that with all of my pain, all of my sorrow, all my suffering. And as I was doing that, I started being convicted of my sins. Um, and eventually I, I, I started softening and turned to Christ. And um, man, that's when God started working in my heart and, and he had been working before. I just didn't recognize that the suffering was part of his work in me. Um, and so as I was, as I was learning the gospel, as I was learning God's word, um, it just penetrated, right? Like Hebrews talks about, and um, it just penetrated into my soul. And as I started confessing my sins and um, focusing on the word of God, man, my life started easing up a lot. A lot of the stressors and pains started melting away, um, which is not to say that I still don't get night terrors, right? Um, right? I still have memories of the things that happened, but those memories are now laid down in God's hand. And I can understand my experiences, my trauma, my suffering from the perspective of God and not from my own selfish personal perspective. And, and so that's just the, in short, what God has been doing in my life. What yeah, about totally. you, Neil? How, how has the gospel um, been efficient for you? Yeah. So similar to you, obviously uh, with a little bit of different <laughs> differences, but uh, man, I grew up in a Christian home as well. And uh, the gospel, at least intellectually was, uh, was ironed out, right? Like I knew I was a sinner uh, that we have this holy God where, <laughs> where uh, because of his perfect righteousness, right? Sin cannot be in the presence of him. And so due to my sin in my life, I was separate from him, man. I remember uh, hearing that, man, Christ only through Christ and Christ alone is a has a bridge been made, right? A, a chasm can be crossed through a faith in Christ alone, which we receive the grace of Christ through that alone, right? And it's all for God's glory. So when I exercise faith upon the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I was justified or declared righteous by his righteousness, right? And uh, brought into relationship with him. So I knew that for sure intellectually, right? And I knew that, uh, and I, I believe I knew that in my heart, but man, most of my life was marked by rebellion against God, right? I, I believe that, man, uh, all of this was on my own shoulders, right? So there's this very this massive issue of pride of life for me that I've, I've dealt with a, lo a lot of my life. And so, um, yeah, so same, same kind of story, right? I was an infantry Marine, uh, married at a young age. My wife and I got married. When we were like 20, we were babies, you know? And so <laughs> you go, you know, 20 years old, newlyweds, at throw in a combat deployment to sing in Afghanistan, which at the time was, uh, you know, the bloodiest place in Afghanistan and when I was there and you mix that up and it's just this, uh, man, this uh, easy bake oven of <laughs> disaster, right? Right, uh, right. So, some other elements that happened during that deployment, my wife and I lost our first baby. And uh, man, that that was like massive in my life. And one of the thing men, one of the things that men are told to do, at least in a combat zone, right, is to shove your problems, to push your problems right. down. Because if you begin to think about it in a combat zone, you're going to get someone killed. That's the belief. That's the lie, right? And um, 
man, that kind of laid a foundation for what I would do with my problems. I would just shove it. I would bury it. Right. And every time I buried it, the next thing that I endured would just compound on top of each on top of each other, right? Having to take oh, life, yeah. having to see life taken, seeing your friends hurt, all of those things, um, man, they impact your soul, right? And so when I got home from war, I was this angry man who was angry at God for taking my baby, uh, which I didn't think was fair to me, right? Um, who, who, you know, didn't take care of me the way I demanded him to do, uh, as if I was this, you know, the center of the universe. Right. And the age old, uh, uh, the age old uh, temptation, right? You'll be oh, like yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. And, and I thought he wasn't doing his job. I had done my job, right? Where were you at God? And, uh, so man, I, I kind of, I walked away from the faith to be honest. Um, Man, Brittany and I went to church maybe like three times, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my wife. Right, and I, right. And uh, man, during that time, my wife and I were uh, going through some marital issues, right? Financial stressors, um, uh, problems with telling the truth, you know, sexual immorality, all of those little things that we were trying to both do to deal with the the, the trauma of losing a child, Right. And then, you know, me trying to deal with the trauma of war on top of that, you know, we are both responding sinfully from from hearts of sin. Right. And uh, man, I, I went first through the self-medication route. Right. Was drinking a fifth of whiskey a day trying to fix my problems. Hey, turns out that doesn't work. I don't know if you guys are aware. Don't go that route. <laughs> Second. Yeah, absolutely not. Right. Second thing is, uh, man, I ended up, Brittany and I ended up pregnant again with our first son, Michael. And uh, this this kind of element is what forced me into rehab, right? And so when I, I was still a Marine. And so when I went to rehab, I, I tell folks, you know, I wrote a blank check to Naval Medicine to fix me, right? Yeah, and, man, absolutely. I, I want to be a decent husband, a decent father, some semblance of a man, right? My career's on the line at this time. My, I'm about to lose it, right? If I can't get better and I'm about to lose my family. And so um, I said, hey, world, fix me, fix my heart. And uh, man, I did CPT, CBT, cognitive processing therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, exposure therapy, um, you know, outpatient rehabilitation, um, EMDR, you know, group therapies, anger management, you know, uh, that stuff didn't work. Okay. Naval medicine. Let's try the Eastern approach, right? I did Tai Chi. I did yoga. I did acupuncture. And the kind of culmination of it was the, the, you know, chakra stuff where they are going to change your energy, which, uh, yeah, doesn't work. You know, what's, <laughs> and, funny about, what's funny about that is, they will they will put you in yoga, chakra therapy, all these Eastern medicines. But right. there's they're scared of bringing in the Bible to uh, to diagnose soul problems, and it's just yeah. it's fascinating that they do that. No, totally. Um, <laughs> so man, that man that left me in total disarray and despair. Um, so I turned to suicide, right? And I was going to end my problems that way. And man, I was going to become a statistic essentially. 
Um, man, God intervened in that way. He did that through a, a chapter in the Bible. And uh, Romans chapter 8 was the chapter God used to, to break the stone off of my heart. You know, between verses 5 through 7 says uh, something like, if you live by the flesh, you die by the flesh. Yep, check, did that, <laughs> right? Uh, but if you live according to the Spirit, there's life and peace. So what in my mind went to, what does it look like to live according to the Spirit? I haven't done that. I did this flesh thing. I did everything the world said would fix me, and it hasn't worked. So this kind of is the moment of grace in my life where um, I began to apply that gospel. Man, Jesus, who says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, and he will give you rest. Man, I'm going to try this coming to you thing, right? And man, it, it changed everything. As I learned more about the character of God and the, and the nature of Christ, you know, um, Man, I realized that the God that I would encounter daily wasn't one who was going to strike me down with lightning, but was one who was going to shower grace and mercy upon me. And as I depended on him daily in my life to come out of this despair and, um, you know, all of these sinful just entanglements that I was in, man, he would free me. And not only that, but, uh, man, I would get to experience his grace and, and walk out restoration in ways that were above and beyond what I could ever imagine or think, you know, I have four kids now, a healthy, thriving marriage, and I'm a pastor never saw that coming. Right. So, uh, you know, God, God is good and gracious and the gospel matters in the moment right now it matters it's just not something that you got in the past to get out of jail right like to go to heaven your your ticket uh to to uh, get out of jail free card i've heard right yeah it's not the monopoly card right it is that but it's so much more it's the thing that's saving us today man christ is continuing to save you and uh, man his gospel is for you and it is like our, our podcast name, it is the lifeline by which the Christian lives. And if, if yes. we begin to pull away from that, neglect that, stop preaching that to our hearts, and our souls, and, and uh, you know, thinking about it, man, what, what happens is we end up getting ensnared again and again and again. Because how fickle is this, this heart of ours, right? We haven't arrived. Um, we haven't arrived yet. So... Um, that's kind of a picture of maybe the gospel in, in my life, right? And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, Neil, as you were speaking, I was I was thinking about um, a particular passage that I think really sums up a lot of what we're trying to say. First um, Peter two twenty two through twenty five says that Jesus committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. But when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he right. suffered, he did not threaten, but continued. And I love this, entrusting himself or trusting himself to him who judges justly. Mm. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Mm. But his wound, by his wounds you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd, the overseer of your souls. And what I think the difference between secular therapeutic models, 
Um, what I think about this, the difference is in ther- uh, secular therapeutic models and the gospel is that in the in the secular therapeutic model, we are in charge of our healing, of our care, of our getting better, or someone else helping us do that. Whereas in the gospel, it is Christ who comes and does it for us so that we can dwell on that and inherit that same um, care, that same love and, and that healing. And, yeah. and so, yeah, absolutely. I think the gospel um, plays the, I mean, we both do that. Like that's kind of the reason why we've started this podcast. And I, I'm kind of trying to think of an audience, right? Who would need to hear our <clears throat> podcast? Um, so I'm, I'll throw that at you, Neil, who do you think um, could benefit from listening to us talk about these different things? Yeah. So I think the the question comes down to who can benefit um, from a righteous savior, right? So if the gospel is the lifeline by which we live, then then what we're going to talk about and do is point um, one another and whoever's listening back to the supreme savior of the universe, right? To give him glory and to enjoy him forever. And so what that means is people who are dealing with things of the heart or hardships and stressors and circumstances from the outside, right? Um, Man, what you need is to see the heartbeat of the gospel in your life. So, uh, man, I would say the stay at home mom, the working mom, the, the father uh, who works, you know, 80 hours a week, the, the guy who is, you know, unable to work, the veteran, the uh, pastor, the whoever, right? Um, the single person, man, they could listen to this podcast and tune their hearts to the gospel, which is what we're all supposed to do, right? So, man, what are some topics um, that you foresee us talking about in the future? Absolutely. Um, so one one of the things I was thinking about. So you're so you're saying that the struggler and the sinner can both benefit from the gospel. That's yeah, that's kind of what popped into my into my mind. But yeah, um, word so, let, ignorant. so yeah, let's think about some topics that we are going to to discuss going forward. Um, and also, if you're a pastor listening to this. One of our hopes is that you would recommend this to your congregation, um, to your to your people, because we we want to provide resources for you um, to help discipleship. Um, Not that we're going to supersede you, but, um, you know, because I know in my in my life, sometimes I run across folks who just don't know how to study the Bible or don't know what the gospel is or or come into some kind of issue. And as much as I want to spend um, as much time as I could with them, helping them, sometimes it's beneficial to, to share a podcast that really lays it out, and then they can come back to me with more questions and comments and concerns. And um, so, anyways, that's one of the things that we I think we hope for as well. But yeah, going forward, um, well, over the next couple podcasts, we're going to talk about the word the word of God and the spirit of God. How do they work together? How do they work in our hearts and in our lives? And Neil and I have both seen this happen from a very um, ground level, right? Um, It's one thing to talk about 
artillery and its damage. And there's another thing to actually watch it in action, right? And so we want to show you how the word of God and the spirit of God devastates our selfishness and our self-centered nature and uh, transforms lives. Uh, What else do you think we're going to talk about, Neil? Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about, you know, regular everyday issues, things like anger and anxiety and um, trauma, whether that means, um, you know, PTS, post-traumatic stress or, you know, the loss of a child. You know, there's a there is this variety, there's this litany of right of, of trial uh, trials and traumas. Right. So we want to talk about the penetrating factor of the gospel through through all of that stuff. We're going to talk about joy man, marriage, things like abandonment, prayer, how to study the Bible, how to, um, how to know God in a deeper way. So, man, we re- we really want to show um, the people that, man, the best self-care, <laughs> to coin a word from the world, um, that you can do is by seeking the face of the Lord. And so we want to help you do that um, no matter what you're going through. Gosh, Matt, turn your phones off. Yeah. I don't even I don't even know how to use that phone. I don't know how to turn it <laughs> off. All I know how to do is take the batteries out. Yeah, I will also say just for the listener, you know, um man, number 1, we believe in the primacy of the local church. And so what that means is, man, we want to we hope for whoever's listening that they are invested and involved in their local church, that they're known there, that they know others there, that they're walking in community. And so, man, we're going to talk about a lot of things that'll help. But um, the the place of growing in your faith is the, in the local church, in the public uh, gathering or assembling of the church. Um to hear God's word and to worship in song and in prayer. So, um, or in spirit and truth. Right. And so, man, we, we don't want to neglect that at all. And we'll talk about how that matters deeply for your own walk and your own faith. Yeah. One of the, one of the four things that we always tell people right, Neil, um, Mm -hmm. especially when we're in our, uh, in our, this, this organization that we work with veterans, but it's the four B's, right? Be in the word, be in prayer, be in church and be in contact with your corner man or be in contact with your, um, borrow an army term, battle, battle buddy, your accountability partner. Um, but be in contact with another like-minded Christian. Um, and so of those four things, the, the local church is essential um, essential to your your discipleship and essential to your growth and um, essential to your health, uh, your mm. spiritual and physical health. And uh, we'll we'll unpack that more as we go forward for sure. Yeah. And man, our heart for for ministers of the word who may be listening is this man um, talking directly to you guys. You don't have to outsource your people to give them the care that they need. And so one of the things Matt and I are very passionate about is the sufficiency of scripture and the authority of scripture. And so, man, God's word penetrates bone and marrow, right? Spirit and soul, you know, it is the very lifeblood of which of how we grow and how our hearts are 
changed and tuned to look more like Christ. So, um, man, God's word is sufficient for all things. And so you may, someone may come into your office like I did when I got out of the Marine Corps and knocked on a pastor's door and was like, what's the Bible say about post-traumatic stress, right? Someone may do that to you. What I'm telling you is the word speaks to those things, to all things. And so, man, God made you, and I think he knows how to handle you in your heart. So, man, we want to encourage you. Uh, you know, you might be on the fence about that, but hopefully, man, if you if you ride with us and uh, listen to what, what we're going to, you know, talk about over the next however long, man, uh, I think, uh, I think you'll get to see more and more of how scripture, um, helps us to navigate through those things. So I want to encourage ministers, I want to encourage ministers too. um, the same way. Don't be intimidated by all these labels that are thrown out there. If I'm, if I'm suffering from, um, all these labels that the psychologist has given me and I come to you and I say, well, what does the word of God say? You don't have to have an answer right away. Um, but I want to encourage you that God's word speaks to all of life. And so if it speaks to all of life and, and you, and you listen to this with us a little bit, there are going to be topics that we bring up that will be so beneficial for you just to know some verses, um, to know some passages that really speak to, um, trauma, to anxiety, to anger, to marriage, right? We don't have to outsource our care. Um, and so that's, that's my encouragement as well is, is listen with us and, and enjoy this journey and we'll try to make it fun. We'll have lots of jokes, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we'll have other guys on this podcast, uh, who are hilarious and, uh, who kind of walk in step with what we believe. So man, we're excited about that as well, Matt. I think we've talked long enough. And so we're going to bring this one to a close that's a little bit about who we are, what we're about, what this, what this podcast is uh, hopefully going to do. So man, we would encourage you to tune in, listen, and uh, we'll try and get these things out as soon as we can, man. My name is Neil Grogan. Yeah. Subscribe to (laughs) share, get the word out. I mean, and and here's, you know, I know we're ending, so I'm going to, I'm going to take a long, I'm going to take a long landing, but (laughs) if you, you may not need this this podcast. You may be perfect. Everything in your life may be going wonderfully. You may have no problems and never suffered in your life. But Farting I guarantee rainbows and unicorns. So, un, rainbows and unicorns. But I guarantee that someone in your social media group, whether it be Twitter or Facebook, are struggling. And this could be an encouragement to them. And that's what we want it to be. Um, right. So do not hesitate to do that. Um, Neil, I'll let you go ahead and finish ending. <laughs> okay. The plane, the plane's coming down now, y'all. All right, wheels so, down. Yeah, hit that sub, hit that subscribe button. My name's Neil. Thanks for listening. We're here with Matt Statler, pastor at Sierra Vista Baptist Church in Sierra Vista, Arizona. I'm a pastor at uh, in Harker Heights, Texas, at Christ Community Church uh, next to Fort Hood, and Matt's next to Fort Huachuca. So, man, if you're a soldier in the area, man, we'd love to sit, have coffee with you, talk with you. But, uh, man, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Lifeline.